The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. Pastor Sharam Hadian with you. Folks, we are in part three of an extended series that I'm doing uh, discussing the fraud of refugee resettlement and how Christians ha- are buying into it, the fraud of it. And folks, I hope you get a chance to listen to part one, part two, and whatever more parts we do. This is going to be a critical series of shows that we're doing to try to bring correction to an issue that I believe is a growing issue and a growing confusion, not only among the world and among our elected officials, but among the church. This is a major, major issue happening in the church. And I've covered for you why there should be a concern about refugee resettlement, about chain migration, illegal aliens, illegal immigration, particularly from Muslim countries. Because of the fact that Islam has a very well thought out, spelled out doctrine as it regards to immigration, to migrating to to, uh, non-Muslim countries, and specifically doing it for the sake of waging jihad to establish the cause of Allah. This is according to what Muhammad the Prophet said. I covered for you last time what the Quran says in multiple verses in the Quran. I covered for you what the Hadith says, that migration must continue until Jesus returns, until repentance comes to all the, uh, is cut off from all the world. And we covered that, uh, that, that, that part of the, the aspect of what they're doing for migration is waging jihad by jihad of the, of the, of the tongue, jihad of, of, of money, and jihad of childbearing, jihad wallada, which is jihad for childbearing, meaning having lots of children. Well, this is consistent with what the Hijra says. The Hijra under Muhammad, Muhammad said, migrate, populate, and segregate. So we've already covered migration, that it is Islamic doctrine. We've covered population, having lots of children. I went over an article for you last time that was a very, very powerful article here uh, dealing with um, what's going on in um, Europe. Uh, specifically, folks, dealing with the issue of um, population, the birth rate, and why the birth rate is, uh, uh, you know, so uh, uh, so instrumental uh, when we see in Denmark or, or in in Belgium, for example, they're estimating the population, uh, Muslim population, could be majority Muslim by 2030. For I think for the fourth or fifth year in a row, the number one baby name born has been Muhammad. We we talked about England. We talked about Germany. I covered for you an article last time that Angela Merkel admitted that there are now no-go zones, admitted that they must be dealt with, that they're a problem. This is a huge, huge, huge turning point if there is any chance of being able to establish this. Um, the, the article by Raymond Ibrahim on the demographics is very poignant, very powerful, that the demographic aspects of what's going on in Europe are intentional. And it's not just intentional by the hands of the Muslims, it's intentional by the hands of Islamists, and, and, and the, and, and, or uh, I'm sorry, by the hands of the globalists who, are, who recognize that the birth rate in Europe is anemic, that, that the men are, are, are not having enough babies, the rise of homosexuality and transgenderism and so forth and so on. 
and therefore they need to bring these Muslim migrants in to breed European. I'm telling you, European leadership as a whole, the globalist European leadership is promoting the breeding of Muslim migrant men with European women. That's why we see really nothing being done about the rape epidemic. So Europe is in a mess. We're going to come back to Europe. I want to turn back to the States right now and talk about uh, the aspect of assimilation because the the number one thing we hear from those who are pro-refugee, pro-mass, unvetted, unchecked immigration is, oh, they're going to come and assimilate. It's going to be a melting pot. It's going to be a utopia like Europe was supposed to be. hasn't quite turned out that way for Europe. Um, and, and and it's not turning that way for America. So when we ta- when we when I travel and tell people that the majority of Muslims, if they know what they're doing and if they're being taught from the mosques, from the Islamic centers, from the Muslim Brotherhood, they are going to not assimilate. We are now seeing, like for example, in, in and I've been personally in Cedar Rapids uh, or uh, Cedar Rapids outside of Minneapolis, the Bloomington area. I'm going to be back there with Brandon. Obviously, we're going to be back there in early April. Pray for us. It should be interesting as we go into a uh, hotbed area of Islamic radicalism, jihadism, the Somali community there. Um, I was in St. Cloud where we got protested by Muslims, the interfaith, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all joining forces together, um, and other parts of the country, of course, like Hamtramck, Michigan. Hamtramck, Michigan is now the first Muslim-majority city in America. That's right. 50-plus percent Muslim populated. It has the first Muslim-majority city council. So we are seeing the hyper-political activities of of Muslims. We're seeing them run for office. We're seeing them uh, pushing for the imposition of Sharia if they had their choice. These are all things that are not going to happen. They are happening. And sadly, many of these Christian organizations or so-called Christian organizations are supporting it, and it's really all about money and power. Linda Sarsour. Let's talk about Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour is a anti-Semitic, pro-Palestine, uh, Muslim Brotherhood, Muslim Sisterhood operative. She is spiritually nasty. She is spiritually demonic. When I look at her face, when I look at her eyes, you can see evil all over her. If there's anybody that needs Christ, it is her. Of course, we all need Christ. Um, but but this is an enemy of the United States. And she was caught saying some things at a conference recently. Last July, June 30th, there was a ISNA conference, which is the Islamic Society of North America. ISNA is the front group for the Muslim Brotherhood. They had a convention in the Chicago area. And she was not very happy with President Trump. She calls him an Islamophobe, a, a, a racist, a bigot, a white supremacist. And by extension, any of us that support President Trump are in the same camp. But listen to what she says about waging jihad against this government. And listen to what she says about assimilation. Okay, I'm going to play this clip and then we'll comment. Listen to this. And I hope that we, when we stand up to those who oppress our communities, that Allah accepts from us that as a form of jihad. That we are struggling against tyrants and rulers, not only abroad in the Middle East or in the other side of the world, but here in these United States of America where you have fascists and white supremacists and Islamophobes reigning in the White House. Fascists, white supremacists, Islamophobes reigning in the White House. Is that what you see in the White House, folks? Is that what the evidence points to? 
maybe there's a bunch of liberal Christians that are buying this this deception, this nonsense, these lies. But is that what we see? We see a White House that is fascist, a White House that is Islamophobe, a, a, a White House that is white supremacist. Does that mean by definition that, again, if we support Trump, we are all of those things? Notice she said that she prays that Allah would accept her jihad. Now, she was called to the carpet on this comment and backtracked. Well, I, I didn't mean literal jihad. I meant spiritual jihad. Oh, sure you did, Linda. Sure, I'm sure you meant spiritual jihad. Because that's what we see when, you're, when the Muslim Brotherhood is joining forces with Black Lives Matter. When the Muslim Brotherhood is joining forces with Antifa. And now we see the Muslim Brotherhood, and you, you'll see it here in, in just a minute, uh, a few minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll cover an article, uh, joining forces to protect the quote-unquote quote dreamers, embracing illegal aliens. But listen to what she says about assimilation. Listen to this. We have to stay outraged. Do not criticize me when I say that we as a Muslim community in these United States of America have to be perpetually outraged every single day. When I wake up in the morning and I remember who's sitting in the White House, I am outraged. How sad for you. This is not normal, sisters and brothers. Those people sitting you in the most powerful normal. seats in this country is not normal. So do not ever be those citizens that normalize this administration because when the day comes that something horrific happens to us or to another community, you will be responsible for normalizing this administration. Our number one and top priority is to protect and defend our communities. It is not to assimilate and to please any other people in authority. Our... Oh, hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Alert. Alert. What did she just say? By the way, I've had to listen to this multiple times to make sure I heard it right. Our top priority, our number one priority... Is to protect our community. What community? The Muslim community. Oh, what happened about we're all Americans and we believe in the Constitution and, and we're going to blend in and assimilate. It's going to be melting pot. Uh, lies, 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 lies. Deception, deception, deception. This is the spirit of Antichrist, folks. That's why so many Christians are falling for it. It is such a deceptive spirit. I want you to listen to this again, please. Listen to what she says. Our community, it is not to assimilate and to please, it's to protect more. and defend our community. Our number one priority is to protect and defend our community. It is not. It is not to assimilate and to please any other. It is not to assimilate. Our number one priority, protect our community, is not to assimilate. Wait a second. I thought all these pro-refugee, pro-immigrant people are, are telling us that Muslims are going to be pouring into America just like in other parts of the world, just like in Europe, and they're going to assimilate. It's going to be a beautiful melting pot, a multicultural haven, a utopia. But yet you have here the, the, the demonic Muslim Brotherhood telling us, and Linda Sarsour, a woman that has evil all over her, telling us they're not going to assimilate. That's their top priority. So all those Christians out there that are believing that, 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 that Muslims and Christians are going to coexist and get along, you are either a deceiver or you're deceived. There is no other category, folks. You're either uneducated and deceived or you're perpetrating a lie. Either way, shame on us. Shame on us that we don't know any better. 
And shame on us that we're working against our president who's trying to protect this nation and protect us from this infiltration of, of, of an enemy. I'm not saying every Muslim is our enemy. That's not what I'm saying. But Islam is the enemy of the West. Islam is the enemy of America. Islam is the enemy of Christianity. And the Muslim Brotherhood is the most seditious Islamic entity on the planet Earth. And yet Linda Sarsour, who was the co-organizer of the Women's March, a bunch of feminists, a bunch of LGBT, a bunch of liberal Christians work with this woman and are working with CARE and ISNA and these Muslim Brotherhood groups welcoming them into the churches. This is sickening. Beyond sickening. And the, and the, and the so-called Christians are hiding behind cherry-picked verses that are taken out of context and claiming that Muslim is a Palestinian refugee. I'm sorry, that Jesus, claiming that Jesus is a Palestinian refugee, that Jesus is a Palestinian, that Jesus himself was a refugee. By the way, FYI, when Jesus went to Egypt to flee, he didn't stay there. He fled and then he came back. Even if you wanted to acknowledge that he was a refugee, he didn't go there to seed and overthrow Egypt. His plan wasn't to go and change the laws of Egypt and take it down and, and according to their mission statement, the Muslim Brotherhood mission statement, to sabotage the miserable house of Egypt. He fled, he came back because he was called to Jerusalem and he came back to where he was supposed to belong. By the way, Linda Sarsour, Kares Nihad Awad, and Imam uh, Omar Suleiman, a Dallas Imam, they were all arrested at the Capitol this week, standing outside the office of, uh, of Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. Why? Because they were standing in solidarity with illegal aliens. They were standing in solidarity wanting to protect the quote-unquote dreamers and, and push for citizenship and amnesty. Well, why, you know, why would they join in? Why would they participate? Guess what? They're doing it because they have an agenda. They're doing it because they're using refugee resettlement and immigration resettlement to seed communities, build up the Muslim population, establish enclaves, and when they get power and when they have more babies, to begin to change the culture and take over this nation, just as they are doing in Europe. And that's an undeniable fact. And anybody that, that does not see that or wants to deny it is, again, either ignorant and deceived or they are a deceiver. And, oh, by the way, who was joining forces with Linda Sarsour and Nihad Awad, the head of care, and Omar Solomon? By the way, o, uh, Imam Suleiman is friends with Yasser Qadi. Remember our buddy Yasser Qadi, who James White had a interfaith dialogue with and invited him into a Memphis church uh, and and and, uh, and and told uh, Christians that they should listen to Yasser Qadi. That Yasser Qadi was his mentor when it came to the teachings of the Hadith, that Yasser Qadi should make a video for Christians and more Christians need to listen to Yasser Qadi. And James White's supporters call myself and Usama Datok fakes and phonies. That we don't love Muslims and we want to, we believe all Muslims are terrorists. That's the same Umar Suleiman. 
buddies with Linda Sarsour, buddies with Yasser Qadi. That's why Yasser Qadi is directly Muslim Brotherhood. Omar Sullivan, directly Muslim Brotherhood. Linda Sarsour, Muslim Brotherhood. Nihad Awad, head of care, Muslim Brotherhood. But who was joining them at the Capitol? Oh, interfaith groups, Jewish interfaith groups and Christian interfaith groups were right there holding hands with the Muslim Brotherhood, protecting the illegal aliens among us. But that's not a spirit of lawlessness, right? That's not bringing to fruition, Joshua 23, the judgment upon a nation that forsakes God, where God allows then the foreign enemies and foreign gods to come in and take over. And who was joining them? Church World Services. What's Church World Services? We'll cover this in subsequent shows. Church World Services is one of the nine major refugee resettlement agencies that is getting uh, a collective, all nine, a collective of close to $2 billion a year of our tax dollars to settle refugees. All that money is going to them, to them. Church World Services, by the way, interestingly enough, you know how much money they get from our tax dollars? Oh, $62 million a year. Wow. They get $62 million a year to protest at the Capitol and be arrested? Why is Church World Services, which, by the way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me double-check this because, you know, I don't want to get any facts wrong. They, they, here we go, are getting 71%. Whoa, 71% of their budget comes from federal tax dollars to a tune of $62 million a year. But but they're using that money to protest the government? Wait a second. Their, their, uh, their leaders are, are at the Capitol protesting and being arrested while getting government tax dollars? Isn't that some sort of a conflict? So you have Omar Suleiman, Dawood Walid, Mujahid Fletcher, Talib Sharif, Nihar Awada, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, Zahra Bilu, and Linda Sarsour, all getting arrested with Church World Services leaders. Wow. All wanting what? They want dreamers to be coming in unpeated? They want open borders? They want a path of citizenship that these dreamers would get in front of the line. Now, I have I have mixed feelings about this. Again, I told you on the very first program, it took me 16 years to legally become a United States citizen, eight years to get my green card, and almost eight years to become a citizen. I have pretty strong feelings about this, folks. I waited 16 years to legally become a, a, a citizen of this nation. And I have pretty strong feelings about people jumping the line. Now, I know there, there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings among Christians, as far as what happens to the children of those who came here illegally. The parents, you know, we would say, well, we shouldn't hold the sin of the of the parents against the children. Okay? Even if that was the case, and even if we were to 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 legalize the children of those who were here who have who came illegally, the parents still broke the law, and even then I don't support a pathway of citizenship where they get ahead of the line. They should, if they're made legal, if they're grandfathered in, they should be able to wait in line, apply like I did, and wait as long as it takes. They should not be given any special treatment and certainly not be 
put in front of the line. But church world services is right there, right there. When 71% of their budget comes from U.S. taxpayers, where's the Congress? Where is Paul Ryan when they're allowing taxpayer dollars to be used for political stunts and getting arrested outside Paul Ryan's office? And by the way, those people that are part of Church World Services, do they know this is happening? Do they know how much Church World Services is getting from the federal grant dollars? Oh, by the way, do they know that Church World Services signed a contract with the State Department that prohibits them from proselytizing? I'll cover that here in just a minute. Here are some member churches and communities that are connected to Church World Services. Maybe one of your denominations is African Methodist Episcopal Church. Alliance of Baptists, American Baptist Churches USA, Armenian Churches of America, the Christian Church or Disciple of Christ, Christian Methodist Episcopal Church, Church of the Brethren, Community of Christ, the Coptic Orthodox Church in North America, Ecumenical Catholic Communion, the Episcopal Church, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. That's the liberal ELCA churches that oftentimes protest me. Friends United Meeting, Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America, Hungarian Reformed Church in America. The Korean Presbyterian Church in America, the Malankara Orthodox Syrian Church, Martoma Church, Moravian Church in America, National Baptist Convention of America, National National Baptist Convention USA, National Missionary Baptist Convention of America. We're almost done, folks. Orthodox Church in America, the Patriarchal Parishes of the Russian Orthodox Church in the U.S., Philadelphia Yearly Meeting of the Religious Society of Friends, Polish National Catholic Church of America, Presbyterian Church USA, Progressive National Baptist Church Convention, the Reformed Church in America. Ah, the Reformed Church. Huh, interesting. There are the Reform Movement. Serbian Orthodox Church in the U.S. and Canada. The Swedenborgian Church, Syrian Orthodox Church of Antioch, Ukrainian Orthodox Church in America, United Church of Christ, United Methodist Church. The list goes on and on and on. These are all churches that are part of this church world services and part of supporting this organization that is getting most of their money from federal grant dollars, $62 million a year. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, they're prohibited from proselytizing. Let me share with you the actual statement. This is the actual State Department contract with these nine voluntary agencies, local agencies called VOLACs. It goes on to say, once in the United States, the Department of State has cooperative agreements with nine domestic resettlement agencies to resettle refugees. While some of the agencies have religious affiliations, they are not allowed to proselytize. Let me read it one more time. While some of these agencies have religious affiliations, Certainly you and I would agree that Church World Services has religious affiliations. I just read to you the laundry list of churches and denominations that are part of it. They are not allowed to proselytize. What does that mean? They can't share the gospel. Wait a second. Do all these churches that are part of Church World Services, do they know that Church World Services is getting 71% of their tax dollars from federal grant dollars? Tax money from federal tax dollars? Do they know that they're getting $62 million dollars? To perpetrate a fraud? Do they know that they're not allowed to share the gospel? Yet they claim that, oh, God is bringing Muslims among us for us to share the gospel, yet they signed a contract with the State Department because of money saying we are prohibited from sharing the gospel or even giving them a Bible. 
Yet the contract says nothing about giving them a Quran, nothing about, you know, sending them to a local mosque. But you can't invite them to church, you can't give them a Bible, and you can't share the gospel. But I'm sure it's altruistic reasons, right? Wrong. Folks, we must have eyes to see the fraud that is being perpetrated. Now, these are just some, some of the many concerns we have about an unvetted, un, um, unvetted, uh, fraudulent, unchecked, no limits, no, no boundaries system. A broken, corrupt system program called the Refugee Resettlement Program. A a a a a a a, a um, piranha of a church movement is trying to force and shove down the throat of every Christian that it is our duty, according to them, according to what they claim to be the Bible translation, to take in every refugee, to take in every stranger, to open our doors, open our floodgates. No accountability, no boundaries. And oh, by the way, government will take care of the security concerns, even though we'll look at the, in the next program how government is saying to us, that's why President Trump is trying to put this travel ban, saying we don't have a system that can adequately vet these refugees from some of these countries, not because our process is not there, but because there's no data to collect. We'll look at all that. We'll look at the national security concerns, and we'll look at further fraudulent behavior from the likes of World Relief, from the likes of Church World Services, Episcopal Migration Ministries, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, International Rescue Committee, Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and, as I said, World Relief. We'll look at how the majority of their, of their money is coming from our tax dollars. And all of these agencies signed that contract with the State Department saying, even though we are Christian, we are prohibited from sharing the gospel with these Muslims who are lost without the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But you know what? They claim we love the Muslims. And, and supporters of James White claim that they love Muslims more than I or Osama or Brandon love Muslims. Really? Who has agreed to take money to not share the gospel? Not us. Them. Folks, it's a fraud. And the sad thing is Christians are buying into that fraud. Stay tuned. There is more to come. More. Way, way, way more. And I'm going to, as we go along, as we come back to this in the days ahead, I'm going to dig into Scripture. And I want to give an ironclad, ironclad message for these shows to be used as a resource for you so you can refute this fraud in your church, in your denomination. It's not about, quote-unquote, just love. It is about being bamboozled. It is a national security threat. It is a spiritual threat to Christianity. And really, why aren't we talking about being concerned about the Christians who are not being allowed into this nation, who are being persecuted and murdered? That's what we should be talking about. Stay tuned. God bless you. Please go to our website. Get our resources. Please pray for us. We covet your prayers. If you want to support us, Go to our donate page, support the ministry, help us get these messages out, help us get more of these radio programs out. We're so grateful that we have this opportunity. God bless you, and we'll see you on the program for part four next time. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. 
You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.